Counterspin Media presents the New Zealand 2023 election special. It's time to pick the winner. Matt King, the leader of Democracy NZ, joins us now. Welcome, Matt. You've been touring up and down the country since, gosh, what, mid last year or whenever you announced your party. How's it been going? What's the uh, vibe out there in New Zealand? Oh, good day, Hannah. Lovely to be on the show. Hey, um, it's been awesome. We've had just under 100 meetings around the country. Biggest meeting, 550 people. Smallest meeting, about 35. Um, very much the same feelings throughout the country. Uh, what's you know, things that are concerning people? Um, definitely a, a, a strong freedom movement um, vibe amongst um, most many of the crowd, but we also have a large number of people from the farming communities and just the general family uh concerns around the country so there's been it's been it's been an amazing um 18 months for us an amazing 18 months it's been really encouraging yeah you really put in the um hard yards going up and down meeting all the people what are the main um policies that you are presenting to the people when you see them well we we obviously were born out of the um the freedom movement protests that happened in Wellington. But we also have quite a strong background in farming, and so we're pushing back on climate change. We're pushing back on the, the ideology around the sex education. You know, we, we all know in our party what a woman is. Uh, just calling out some of the madness and insanity that's been going on in the country. And we're really concerned about the lack of democracy, and so it's in our name, obviously, with this government and the way they ra- railroad. Um, through legislation without consultation, without the mandate from the people and without even telling them what they're doing. Uh, we're really concerned about all the vaccine-injured people um, and the madness that came out of the COVID and the breaches of our rights that um, that have caused massive um, pain and suffering and death amongst our people. And we're even concerned now we watch what's going on with um, some reports coming through and basically off the government stats. The numbers of people that we've got a higher mortality rate than the ten-year average by a considerable amount. The low birth rate, the incidence of um, you know people are being disabled and injured, and um, it's just horrendous, Hannah. And there seems to be an aversion with the mainstream parties about talking about that and even addressing it like it's the the um, elephant in the room, and they just won't. They just seem to be avoiding the conversation, and and yet. You know, there's thousands and thousands of Kiwis out there, just regular mums and dads and regular people that are suffering and, and have suffered and continue to suffer. I mean, we've got a a nurse in our um, party. A man, She's a mandated nurse, registered nurse. And she still can't work in the health system unless she gets double vaxxed. And I just, for me, it's just, this is crazy. Why are we, why are we, it's crazy. She can work one day a week, two days a week, part-time um, in hospital without, without being jabbed, but she, uh, if she wants a full-time job, she has to be double-vaxxed. And, uh, you know, I've spoken on the, you know, last year I spoke to the doctor from 12 years as a doctor from Kaitai Hospital, 12 years. He's They love him up there. I spoke to him, I spoke to the head theatre nurse, and I spoke to an assistant anesthesiologist. All of them refused to um, comply with the mandates. All of them were stood down. We've lost him now. He's gone back to South Africa. Um, and they had to shut down the operating theatre at Kaito Hospital, which does 25 operations a week. They had to shut one of them down or two of them down because they couldn't staff them. Um, and these are medical people that will tell you that they have good reason why they decided not to decline to get vaccinated. And 
So I'm actually talking to people, as you guys do, every day of the week, thousands of times, um, telling about their first-hand experience. And then you've got a government and a health department and an opposition that seem to be putting their fingers in their ears and going, well, it's, you know, we, we're all nut jobs and conspiracy theorists. And yeah, like, you know, you've yeah, been I, on the I, I might you've just... been on this. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, we know exactly what it's like, but the, I I just probably should bring it up now, and um, because some people do question you because you are double jabbed, right? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. So, but they think, oh well, Matt took the jab, so he can't surely, uh, you know, be on the right side of history. But what happened to you? I mean, you've been jabbed. You've obviously, I mean, you put it into your words. What happened to you to make you realize that it wasn't good? Look, I, I absolutely regret doing that, and I, um, I I think about all the people I've spoken to, and including as recently as my good friend, my childhood mate that was admitted to hospital recently with a seizures, and uh, I spoke to him today, and he's he's actually um, putting it down to the vaccine because he's you know relatively healthy up until then, um, and I and I what I'm fighting for is people's right to choose. And I think that three quarters of the country um, are regretting their decision now. And and if they aren't regretting their decision now, in time when the full facts are out there and widely known, they will definitely be regretting their decision. Well, so and that's a- the thing. They weren't given full informed consent. They couldn't make a fully informed decision because they weren't given the information. Mm. Um, yeah, so well, have you got a... Yeah, go. Your um, You released your health policy today. Did you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure, sure. So we, we, um, we, uh, I've got it right here. One of the things that I can list out that we, we actually listed it today, we will cancel the vaccine rollout, cancel vaccine mandates and enact a pandemic inquiry, a really wide ranging, well-funded, comprehensive inquiry. And we want independent people on it. We don't want anyone that was involved in the, in the, um, program in any, in any way, shape or form. We want independent people and we want high powered people and we want legal people as well involved um, and we want the ability for them to be able to recommend prosecution um, that that's the bottom line um, we also we have we have doctors we have a dental surgeon uh, registered nurse a naturopath and a doctor amongst our candidates and our board members in our party so we have a lot of um, experience uh, health experience that went into writing our policy um, and first-hand experience so you know decades of, of medical experience between our, our various people um, we want to focus on disease prevention and reduce the bureaucracy um, around the health system. We want to prioritise uh, by need, not race. So it's very important, a need, not not by race. Um, we want to redraft the Health Practitioners Competence Assurance Act and Medicines Act to be consistent with the Bill of Rights. Because at the moment, um, the doctors are a little bit uh, muzzled and, and hobbled by the that, that partic- those particular acts. And we need doctors to be able to operate and and to uh, treat people and to make decisions based on their clinical diagnosis and experience, not by what's dictated to them by the health department or, or the government. Um, we want to restore um, New Zealanders' sovereignty, cancel the agreements with the, the WHO and, unele- and other overseas unelected private entities, which will undermine our our national self-determination. So there's a lot of things going on around the world that seem to be in sync, in lockstep. Um, none of it's original from it, originated from our government. They just um, seem to be following orders. So 
um, why why were the same things done, the same mistakes made, the same legislation passed, and the same draconian rules passed in all these different countries? It, it, it's not it's not a chance thing. It's not a um, it's something that's that's you know in my view is has been coordinated. It's obvious any any person with any shred of logic will, and uh, an understanding can understand that this has been coordinated. So. Um, those organisations I mentioned, like the WHO and WF, those sorts of things, we want nothing to do with them. We want our, our government to, to respond to what's and make decisions based on what's best for our country, and if not be dictated to by overseas organisations. So we made that pretty clear. So would you? Yeah. Yep. So you would you actually pull out of those organisations or, or like withhold funding, like defund them, or kind of do you think that we still need to have some ties with them, and then we just pick and choose what we go along with? Look, what I've said to people, and I've said it all along, I've been really consistent in that, is that I don't know enough about um, the the particular organisations and the contracts we've signed up to and the agreements that we're and what we're bound by to make a decision about what we would do until I get in and can see the actual evidence. So there's a lot of stuff floating around in the in you know in the, in the on the internet and and with people in the freedom movement, which seem to me it would be a good decision to actually pull out and have nothing to do with it. That that would be ultimately what I want to do. If we find that that when I get in there and I see these agreements and I go, look, this is really bad for New Zealand. Yes, I definitely want to pull out of them. Defund them, have nothing to do with them. I ultimately think that's where we'll go. Um, but, it, but what I've said to people is I want give me a chance to get in, re, you know, have a look through it, get some good legal opinion and some good advice and then decide what's best. But the ultimate goal will be what is best for New Zealand. It has to be what's best for New Zealand and New Zealanders um, as the criteria. So I, I don't want to say I would pull out of everything because um, I I don't know what the consequences are and I don't know enough of the pros and cons to make that call. So I think, I think just saying that you will pull out without having the benefit of knowing the full story is, is a little bit, um, I, I think it's it's not a good practice. So I, I, I've said, you know, I actually believe that what's coming down the pipeline is actually quite scary, with the who and with the pandemic treaty. And so I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to I want to make sure that we get out. We don't want to be governed by other overseas countries. We don't want to be dictated to. The other yeah, thing was it's definitely getting rushed through uh, at the moment. There is a global movement starting, uh, really, to wake up to the fact that we need to. Um, pull out of the who and in that global agenda. Well, that's exactly right. And I think there's been a growing awareness from everyone around the world now, the average person, and I certainly am, to realise that the evil, the evilness is coming, seems to be coming. And I think it's just a growing awareness and that we have to, we have to, as countries, we have to push back on all this sort of stuff. One of the things I want to do is repeal the therapeutics products bill, because for us, um, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's just, a, it's robbing our rights and it'll, it's our freedom to choose. Um, so I think it's another um, big pharma bill that we should really absolutely um, kick back to touch. And we also will impose a moratorium on GMO and gene-modifying biotechnology products and human and animal medicine. Because Excellent. I think we are a country, we've got a lot very wary about them. Yeah, yeah well, ultimately they're, they're trying to... There's, there's just a little bit of um, choppiness in the connection. Hopefully that will sort itself out. Um, 
The other thing that I wanted to ask you, um, obviously, you know, you're a former national MP. How are you finding it uh, getting into the mainstream, getting to non-freedom types of people? I mean, you did say you're getting a lot of support from the farmers. What's the cut through like? Are you getting much interest from mainstream media? Um, have you got, you know, a way to to make inroads into new audiences? Because it kind of seems like there's very two divided camps now and it's hard to cross that bridge. Look, we've been um, we've been absolutely ignored and uh, mocked and blocked by mainstream media, um, and that's pretty obvious for us. Um, we we, do, we don't get any coverage of anything, and none of our press releases, none of our policy. The only time we actually got mainstream media caught was when um, you know we had some bad news, and 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 that's to, I knew that was going to be the case. Um, so really, uh, you know, I mean, I've been invited on a couple of other shows that are not mainstream media but you know um and they and they basically just uh use that opportunity to have a go at us so i know we're over the target for that one of the last things i wanted to add hannah was that we want to acknowledge support and compensate all those affected by the vaccine COVID vaccine so everyone needs to be reinstated yeah everyone needs to be reinstated compensated it's big this is bigger than texas and um and and this is bigger than any of the past scandals we've ever had the little mite or any of those things we actually this is big and um, and I see it as being something that we won't won't be able to resolve and for decades. It'll be a decade or two of of of, of work before. And I, and for me, for me, Hannah, and I know you agree with this. We people need to be facing justice for this. They need to be facing the courts for what they've done. Absolutely, it's it's really uh, crimes against humanity that has been committed, and it's a, it's a shock for people who already know. Uh, and it seems to be very difficult for people who don't know. Uh, they aren't awake yet. And then even when they do realise, you know, that the jab has harmed them, they kind of say, oh, well, what can I do? You know, it's done now. It's it's really sad to see. Um, from what you're saying, Matt, you, you, you are singing from the same song sheet as so many others in the freedom movement. And um, obviously there's, you know, Freedoms NZ as an umbrella party and there's another umbrella forming potentially. Do you think that there's any way... Um, maybe even in the regions that you could accommodate some sort of deal with the other parties that you all allow whoever the strongest freedom candidate is in that electorate to to stand and not stand somebody against them and just push for the party vote? Look, we, I've tried, we've had conversations with all the leaders all the time and what I've found is, and this has happened with several of them, is that they said one thing to me and then they said one, something else to the public, and I've l- listened and watched Liz Gunn call me a, a, a National Party acolyte, which is a lie. I've heard Sue Gray say that I've got a shadow leader, and that it's Ross Morant. And I've heard her say that I'm that I've got National Party. Um, my board is made up of National Party members, and I'm a stooge for them, and I've got an agreement with them. All of that's false. Um, the National Party are running really strong campaign in North, and they're well funded. It. They, they've had, we've had no conversations with them. They've circled the wagons on me when I when I walked out of them without a principle, um, no communication with them at all. Um, there's three people out of our six-member board that have a previous history of National Party. One of them had um, one election up her sleeve. She's a board member. I'm the I'm the MP that's been in the National Party, and our president has been uh, a member of the National Party for 40 years, but he stands out on the roadside with signs protesting about the mandates now, and he he left the party for good reason. And the other three people have no connection with the National Party and, in fact, are very apolitical. So we're not um, stooges for the National Party. In fact, I think they are doing their best to try and take me up, up north here. 
Yeah, so, I mean, how is it going to work? Are, are you getting invited to debates or will you be on stage with any of the other candidates? Yeah, yep, yep. We've had a Meet the Candidates meeting already and there was um, the Green Party, the um, ACT Party, National Labour, New Zealand First and myself. There's only sort of five that all running. Um, and, and and I think all the Meet the Candidates meeting bar one, I think one's being run by the... Um, the taxpayers union, which I, I they've already excluded one of our candidates from APS, saying that he's not in the running, which I think is just a shocker. Um, but but and overall, I think I meet the candidates meetings are very fair. We all get on fine, you know. We've all done this all before. Um, so yeah, it's it's for me. I mean, I, I, we did our own poll in Northland and um, a proper candidate selection, a proper candidate question where we asked asked the. The, the people to, who would they vote for and we and didn't name the party but just named the person and um i was 13 percent behind the leader of the the leading candidate and so i'm in the i was right in the money because last election i was 20 percent ahead of labor at the at the at, you know the last poll before the election and she beat me so um i'm within kui of of having a good shot at this in northland so the poll that you might have seen recently run by um uh, rcr radio was was a candidate question, but it's actually it was a party vote question, and it was caged as a candidate. But they didn't ask who the, the names of the candidates; they just asked the name of the party. So you know, it was it gave it gave a, a skewed result. It, it gave our party vote um, results. You know, we're roughly two percent, and uh, and we got we got roughly two percent. So um, I'm right up there. I've got a good chance. I've got a. Um, I was the MP for a term. You know, I worked my backside off up there, and and I'm appealing to people up there to go. Hey, you can you can you can party vote who you like, whoever you want um, to pick your, your who to govern, but give me your candidate vote. There's no downside to it. There's no risk. It's it, it's uh, it's a no brainer. And I'm getting a lot of feedback from um, centre right voters up there going, yeah, we can we get it, Matt. We can give you the candidate tick, and we're not uh, we're not being disloyal to our party. So it's, that's that's the strategy. And so if there's people that want to help you on the ground, either in Northland or around the country, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? If you go onto our website, democracynz.org, um, we've got a we've got a volunteers tab where you can put your details in and we get the message and we'll contact you. We've got a good team, um, you know, around the country we've got good, we've got some amazing volunteers. I mean, they just blow me away how, how beautiful they are and how passionate and, and how caring they are and, and um I've never struck anything like it, actually, and certainly never had that in the National Party. Um, so I just, yeah, encourage people. I mean, we've got phone calls from people that are, that are staunch nats that said, come and put your sign up on my farm. You know, they're staunch nats, and they and they did that because they see the wisdom and the voting strategy we've got. And so, yeah, just ask people to jump on board. I mean, we we, we welcome uh, more donations because every, every dollar we get, we'll put in signage and hoardings and, and advertising. Um, and, you know, hey, look, what I wanted to say, Hannah, is like we did really try to merge and work out with the other parties what we could do, but there was too many, too many, it wasn't about ego, I've got to tell you, that's nothing to do with ego. None of the leaders, bar one, has any ego. I think that they just, we just, we just couldn't, we just couldn't get past some issues. There were some issues that we just couldn't get past, so. Yeah, hopefully it's yeah. just teething issues and hopefully this whole movement grows and matures and, you know, over time uh, people will see that, you know, we, we're all on the same side here. Um, I just want to wish you well for the campaign and, you know, we'll hope to have you on again before um, Election Day and if any of your other candidates want to come on as well, we'd like to have them on um, and just kind of, you know, 
do the stuff that mainstream media is not doing for all the minor parties? Well, thanks, Hannah. Look, I've got a bunch of candidates that would love to take you up on that offer. We've got some incredible people, um, really exciting, interesting candidates that are really passionate. And so, yeah, if you 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 want to invite any of them on, and um, feel free to anytime get hold of me, and they'll, they'll jump on. We've got twelve of us in total, so yeah, anytime, love to. Awesome, thanks so much, Matt. Have a good night. Awesome. Cheers, Hannah. Counterspin Media dot com.